This is The House Call. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to The House Call Podcast. This is Corey. I'm here with Joseph, Eric, and Nathan. And guys, 30 years of Monday Night Raw. Can you believe it? It's crazy, man. So many memories, so many events. Fucking just wild. But before we get to the video and we're talking about, you know, the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, I want to talk about our sponsor, Liquid IV, the very best hydration supplement in the market today. But anyways, guys, <laughs> let's talk about this shit. Raw 30. Before we actually get into it, I want to hear you guys' what, what are your, some of your favorite, you know, in those 30 years, what are your some of your favorite things that happened in those 30 years of Monday Night Raw? Joey, what's yours? Too many to remember, man. Uh, I've been watching Raw since like 2000, since it was like the end of like the Attitude Era. Um, I could probably say, in all honesty, my first ever Monday Night Raw, like remembering what happened, like start to finish, was the Sunday prior to um, WrestleMania 17, when like Shane McMahon had purchased WCW. That was like one of the most iconic moments in Monday Night Raw history, but in pro wrestling history, right? But that was a very, very big moment. That's kind of what got me into like pro wrestling. Um, I've attended Monday Night Raw with some of you guys a few times. I mean, Nathan and I have gotten pancakes from the New Day thrown at us. Um, I've seen Stone Cold Steve Austin at the Staples Center, like hosing down Santino Morello. My mom took me. So there's, dude, there's so many great, like great moments, but in all honesty, man, I would say probably like when Brock came back to WWE and that was right after WrestleMania 28. That's one of my like John top Cena. five, like top five moments. Yeah, he returned, he took a layoff. He was like gone, went to the NFL, came back. And then we saw him and he was just like UFC version Brock, but he wasn't as big and buff. He was all like lean. super lean, but yeah. uh, that was a good moment, man. Awesome. I, I enjoy all of it. I enjoy yeah. all of it. All right, cool. What about you, Eric? What, what about you, Eric? I mean, man, there's so many memories we can talk about, you know, from Daniel Bryan and the Yes Move. Justice has dealt out some justice. To, you know, me personally, one of my favorites, which I feared when I was younger, was Kane unmasking, right? <laughs> Turning on RVD, lighting JR on fire, you know, coming out in handcuffs. I mean, <laughs> That shit was wild. And as a kid, you look at that and you're like, okay, I'm kind of scared, right? So I think, you know, that transition of Unmasked Kane for me was my personal favorite. Um, And also the women's division, right? Like we had Trish and Lita going after it, main eventing. uh, Victoria. Yeah, for all of that, man. So it was a a good movement (laughs) for the women, so. I mean, there's there's too many. There's yeah, too yeah. Many memories that we can talk about. For All right, hours. cool. All right, Nathan, what what about you? What, what's one of your top? One of my favorite moments is when uh, ECW got involved before One oh, Night Stand yeah. and invaded Raw. That was one of my favorite moments. I think it was uh, John Cena going up against Sabu in in uh, that main event during Raw and. Dude, Man, I was I was really big on wrestling then, but then ECW came about and it just opened my mind. Even oh, yeah. even the the pay per view after that at One Night Stand with Rob with Rob Van Dam and John Cena, uh, and then Edge, Edge comes out. coming out in a in a biker helmet and just Dude. spears Dude. through. That Dude. is honestly one of my 
that's honestly one of my favorite moments of all time. Just the invasion of Raw was was great. Yeah. So that that's one of my favorites. Like Joey was saying, there's too many to pick. There, yeah, there's a lot. Definitely. There's a lot of uh, memories that Raw has gave me throughout the years. So it's kind of hard to just pick one. But if I could say one, that that's one that really stands out to me. Well, for myself, I would have to pick the live sex show that Edge and Lita did. <laughs> I was going through it. I was going through it. My my hormones. You know, I was a teenager. I was like, is this really gonna happen? Are they gonna have sex? Like I was. I was tripped out, dude. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I always liked Edge, bro. Edge was Edge, Edge was like a little like asshole, you know what I mean? And I, I, I fucking saw myself the same way. I'm like, that's why. Like, even when we play WWE, I'll be running out of the ring and trying to be like, ultimate opportunist. Like, fuck you. But yeah, man. Like you guys said, I'm gonna hit on it again. There's just too many moments to to talk about. But let's go ahead and talk about Raw 30, though. So the show opens up. You know, we get. Let me, tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh yeah, we we get Hulk Hogan for, first coming out. Yeah, that old motherfucker. Hey man, he still looks. <laughs> no, he looks good. Hey, no, no, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying. But now he's he like raising on steroids. <laughs> I love how his mic cut off multiple times too, and they had to trade mics at the beginning of the show. I know, dude. Every time Hulk Hogan gets on a mic, it stop this, up. man. <laughs> But yeah, that, that happened. And then also we had the, obviously the Sami Zayn trial. I thought that shit was, dude, hilarious when he's he's like, the Yeagles are gonna get conquered by Brock Purdy. Uh, that shit was hilarious, <laughs> bro. Just talking, dude, there's nobody better on the mic than Paul Heyman to piss off a crowd. I swear to God. Yeah. But what did you, what'd you yeah. guys think about that segment? I thought it was perfectly orchestrated, to be honest with you. I mean, it was supposed to go from every member of the Samoan dynasty, and then all of a sudden it shifted to the trial of Sammy. And improvising that within days to, to get everything together, to make it as good as it was, I think they hit it out of the park. I think it was a great segment. I really enjoyed it. I was texting Eric about it. He texted me, I was on my way home from work, and he's like, are you watching this right now? I was like, I'm watching it on my phone. And like, it was so entertaining. I, I really enjoyed the trial of Sammy Zane. Oh yeah. What about you, Eric? What do you think about it? I think, I, like Joey said, like for, for two days notice from changing the segment, I think they knocked it out of the park. I love Paul Heyman on the mic. You can't go wrong with him. He's incredible on the mic. You had, you know, Sami Zayn kind of looking innocent there. But I think when the Usos, I think it was Jay Uso who kind of saved that Samoan spike from, yeah. you know, Sami Zayn getting mauled right there. That was perfect. That was yeah. perfect. And you had Paul Heyman kind of trying to get Sami Zayn killed. And then you had, you know, Jay Uso coming in and be like, whoa, hold up, hold up. No, 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 like this is our dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at look at this video, right? And and you got Paul Heyman over here like, are you kidding me right now? Like you're in the bloodline trying to sell me out now? Yeah. So I think that segment worked perfectly. And when Roman Reigns was talking about, you know, you got to earn your shot here and within the next coming days, like what, what is he talking about? Is he talking about like Rumble? What's going to happen, right? Yeah. So leads to the next questions. You got any thoughts on that, Nathan? Yeah, I, I just think it's crazy over the months of how everything's being set up. Um, the fact that Jay didn't like Sami Zayn whatsoever. He hated his guts, always called him out. From Jay being the one to save this man from getting kicked out of the bloodline. And, you know, I, I think WWE is doing a really good job telling this story. And I, I would love to see where it goes. Uh, who knows? Maybe in Sami Zayn might win the Royal Rumble and challenge Roman Reigns. Who knows? That's what he's, he's getting he's getting pushed and 
he's he's getting a reaction. He's, he's getting that pushed, man a champion. And the crowd loves him, man. Yeah, exactly. He's getting the. And if it's not, teams. and if it's not the WWE championship, if it's not the WWE championship, have him tag with Kevin Owens and take it's it to Usos. One hundred percent. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You think that'll happen? You think that that so, Sammy would turn on him? You want to know my prediction? What's your prediction? This isn't a prediction. What's going on? It's a spoiler. <laughs> the elimination. Spoiler chamber, alert. <laughs> the elimination chamber cover was released today, and uh, what happened was Sami Zayn's on the cover, and he's like inside of like a cage door, Ooh, like like okay. an elimination chamber door. I think. Somewhere between now and Chamber, I think Sami Zayn's gonna get out of the Samoan dynasty. I think he's gonna leave, you know, the tribal chief. I think he's gonna try and challenge for the title. I think Kevin Owens, I love him. He's a great wrestler. I just don't think he has what it takes to defeat somebody like Reigns right now. I mean, Reigns is totally on top. Yeah, he's on God mode, but, no chance. No chance. But Sami Zayn, maybe trying to come in and interfere, who knows what'll happen, you know, at the Rumble. But at the same time, I think eventually it's safe to say Sami Zayn's going to be leaving that family and who knows, challenging for the Universal Undisputed Championship soon. Yeah. All right, he's guys. He's going to leave or he's going to get his ass kicked out of there. Either or. <laughs> but no matter what, I mean, Sami's going to break apart. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. Sami's got to take off that hair and go back to his old, his old, his right. old hair. No, nah, put his mask Ooh. on, bro. It looks like such a goofy doofus right now. <laughs> it looks homeless, bro. It's all good though. Fuck it. It looks yeah. It works for, it works for him, right? <laughs> hey, so next off we had a pretty good match, dude. I was actually pretty impressed. It was uh, Judgment Day versus the Usos. I was not actually expecting much of this match when I, you know, knew it was going to be, an, you know, when it was announced. Um, watched it though. A lot of high spots, a lot of exciting spots in the match. What did you guys uh, think about that? Massive pop. There's a massive pop when Sami Zayn pinned him. That's for sure. So he's over. He's mega over right now. It was a great match. I, I don't know how I felt about them throwing up the X when he got injured because I know that's something that they do all the time when when they're actually injured. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a good way to kind of get Sami Zayn in there and test, test, right? Test his skills. See what he's got in the bloodline, right? So... I think outcome was great. Wrestling was great. Oh yeah. And you guys have anything well, else to touch on that? Uh, well, uh, to, to be to be quite honest, I actually, since uh, Eric was bringing about the X, um, I honestly thought that Jimmy did get hurt in the match at one point when I saw the X. And then when I seen Sami Zayn come down and try to try to help out and say, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna compete for, for this. I'm like, all right, all right. Right. I, I see what WWE is doing. It's good though. It's good because yeah. it, it did have me for a sec. So, I mean, and then Sammy redeeming himself, winning the match, um, kicking out of a frog splash as well. And then there, even when Sammy stepped in the ring, like there was some good, a good sequence that they were all that they were all following. And I mean, it was it was a great match. So, for Sammy to come out and win is big, and it should add more more to the storyline, which is going by pretty well. For sure. Yep. He's over. He's over right now. Uh, I think that if Sami Zayn is going to challenge or move to the next step in his career, I think now is the best time to capitalize on that opportunity. You know, when you have a crowd that's so over like that and just loves a superstar or a pro wrestler of that much, I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting a title shot, you know, or any title shot for that matter. But him coming in to save the day for the Usos, 
and then getting the pin, like Nathan said, or like Eric said, it was a huge pop. So it definitely you know, threw me off as well. I think he took the uh, the uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, train pretty much. He, he's it's kind of similar if you think about it. Both guys, you never thought they would make it to the title or have a chance to make it to the title. They both grew their beards out, their long hair, and then fuck, now everybody loves them. You know what I mean? But it, it was, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, they give him a chance. I think he deserves a chance. You know, he's been in the WWE for a while. It would be nice to see new faces challenging for the title, not always Brock Lesnar and shit. And it, it would just be nice, you know? But yeah. anyways, yeah. next segment, guys. LA Knight, yeah, comes out. Talks his <laughs> shit on Bray Wyatt. And guess who comes out? Joey, do you, do you fucking remember who come out? Who come out? Who came out? Who come out? Who come out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was it Hangman Page? It wasn't that guy. Close. <laughs> was, it, Close. Was, it, was it DDP? Nah, what the fuck? No. It was Dan Housen. He came out. <laughs> Dude, not, not just very anybody. evil. Hey, yes. One of the most iconic characters, alter egos of one of the most legendary characters. The American Badass. Let's go. The Undertaker, really. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah. What were your dude, feelings? That was, what were your feelings, I mean, bro? What were your feelings? Dude, first of all, <laughs> I I was like watching it, and you know there were rumors at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans that Undertaker like had given up the Dead Man gimmick and everything after Roman Reigns, and he was going to come back as the American Badass versus John Cena. But like we never saw it. We just we haven't seen this character, this alter ego version of the Undertaker in over 20 years. And like when I got into pro wrestling, like I was explaining um, earlier, when I came across my one of my favorite Raw moments, like the Undertaker in that time of 2000 to 2001 was the American badass. Like he was coming out on the white motorcycle, bandana, denim, uh, denim like open vests, and like just coming out, last riding, choke slamming people. And bro, to see that last night, I felt like a part of like my childhood was just like screaming out of joy. Like I was so happy to see it, man. Like one of my favorite characters of all time. And dude, it was a, it was a great moment. Um, seeing how he handled that with Bray Wyatt, in my opinion, looks like he passed the torch, man. He definitely whispered something to him, make this forever. You know, it's, it's not gonna be around forever, but you can tell by the way Bray Wyatt, his mannerisms when he was looking at the Undertaker right off, he knew like, this is it. Like this guy just legitimately passed me the torch. So I was extremely blown away. I think it was so cool to see two of the most like interesting mythical characters in WWE just come in the same ring at least one more time. I thought that was surreal. Hell yeah. Yeah, what do you got on that, Eric? How do you feel? Dude, I freaking love LA Knight. His mic skills. Yeah. So damn good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's so good on the mic. And I can't wait to see where he goes after this feud, too, because I feel like the opportunities are just like so endless that he can just go against anyone. And uh, I like that segment a lot. I think The Undertaker coming out to Kid Rock's American Badass got me hyped. I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> it got me super hyped. Um, passing of the torch, that was like amazing. Really overall a great segment. Um, yeah. Sister Abigail, great wrestling move. Chills. Yeah, I mean, Joey, for the most part, covered it all and took everything I wanted to say. <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
No, you but first. you know, speaking of LA Knight today, Nathan Nathan and I were playing WWE 2K and we were whooping ass. He was LA Knight and we were just cracking up the whole fucking time. <laughs> his his, his moveset is so awesome, bro. Hey, hey Knight. And that reminds me, if anybody if anybody out there, if you have played WWE 2K, we're the best trios. Joey, Nathan, and myself were the best trios in the world. So if you ever want to hit us up, you know, hit us up in the comment sections. We'll give you our gamer tags, and you can get that ass wood. Come get some smoke. Get that only smoke. if you got that Xbox, though. <laughs> Xbox One only. Xbox but... One only. <laughs> All right. The next thing I want to talk about, Before. guys, is damage or the Becky Lynch versus uh, Bailey cage match. Oh my! The best God. segment of the night, nice. also known as right. Now I'm just messing. hot dog shit. All right. <laughs> So what did you guys think about? All this? right, let me let me get in on this. Go ahead, Nathan. Let me get in on grievances. The the show is going by so great, you know. Like we have Hulk Hogan coming out giving his spiel about Raw. Then we have, a, which was a great match between the Usos and Sami Zayn coming in. We had a little fun interview with Baron Corbin playing poker with the legends in the back. Then we had that whole LA night. Bray Wyatt situation coming out, hyping the match for for Royal Rumble, and then I'm expecting Becky Lynch and Bailey to have this brawl in a steel cage match, thinking, oh, it's Raw 30, it's gonna be such a great show, like let's let's put this amazing match on for the crowd. People want to see this, right? Bullshit. <laughs> Damage <laughs> control comes in, yeah. beats on Becky Lynch. They get they get her in the steel cage. They're being healed. I, I completely understand. They they wrap the cage up. Nobody can get in. And as soon as they break in, <laughs> they they just climb out and the match the match doesn't even go on. Which it was over before it even cage, started. If you ask me. I mean, you got two. It was of like a 10, 15 minute segment. It's horrible. That was dog shit. Hot dog shit. Wrestling for dirt bags and lily pickers. <laughs> You got two of the best women in the division. <laughs> you don't do shit with it. You know that match I just was feel hyped like up. The match was hyped up for weeks too. I know. Like, Not only that, bro, but before the match, they were like, "This is the first female match in a steel cage that two females are going at it in over 20 years." And it's like because other segments had overlapped for time, they just like totally disrespected the most hyped female match, probably yeah. like the like of the night, and like they just kind of ran it into the ground. Um, I think that just backfired on them. So hopefully they learned from it, you know, come back stronger. But yeah, yeah, I really wanted to see that cage match. I wanted to see a, a bloody Becky Lynch, man. Probably oh, gonna, probably gonna save it. What the, what the hell? What the hell? Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! What's this feud they got going on? Like we we question that match, but we we should also be questioning like, what are they gonna do with Bailey versus Becky? Is there anything else that they can do to maximize this at all? I mean. Not yeah, really. That's kind of true. If you really think about it. But um, next, next thing I want to talk about, guys, the DX segment. That dude, that was my favorite segment of the night, personally, man. As soon as it came out, bro, I don't give a fuck. I'm a 27 year. I'm a 27 year old man. I didn't give a fuck, bro. I was, mirror, I was in the mirror doing it to myself. I don't give a fuck. I was, I was fucking pumped, dude. I just. <laughs> I got that feeling of just nostalgia when I saw them coming out, bro. I was like, oh my God, DX, bro. Like every time I could see him just last year, bro, come out and I still get as hyped as I did last year to now, bro. Like I, I love DX, man. Growing, they were one of my favorites growing up for sure. So seeing him come out, 
and have the little segment. I thought it was hilarious, bro. Like they were just saying like, oh, we're too old to fight Imperium and just, you know, trying to fucking pass the fight on to somebody well, else. And Kurt Angle got fucking dicked into Well, they it. got, <laughs> they basically got interrupted by Imperium when they were having a whole, a whole spiel about DX uh, and Kurt Angle was an honorary member of DX now <laughs> and Imperium comes out, Walter, or I'm sorry, um, Gunter now. Uh, he gets in front of, of Triple H saying that he'd fight him. They all go and say, oh, well, we're too old to fight you. <laughs> like, so we're, we're just going to pass to someone else. But everybody volunteered each other, even Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle said, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, I mean, it which set up a pretty good match between the Street Profits, Seth Rollins for, against Imperium. And that was a great match. I, I, good high spots as well. And... Um, you know the baby faces that we're gonna take over and win, and it was a good match. So it was a good segment. Definitely. What do you think, Joey? You got anything to say? Man, I thought it was a great segment. You know, obviously they tried to do their like road dog, try to do his little intro, and as soon as he was like the badass Billy Gunn, he like stopped and looked. I was like, what are they gonna, <laughs> what, what are they gonna say? Like, you know what he's doing? Scissor me timbers. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought, honestly, I didn't even see Kurt Angle come in the ring. Like, he was just, like, in the ring after DX came out. And they're like, Kurt? And he's just like, and I thought it was so funny because, like, he's just like, I've always wanted to be a member of DX. Like, it was just, it was just like, nostalgic Kurt Angle, bro. Like, it, it's, bro, he's it's, always played like that, like, intelligent, like, just dummy. Like, it's just yeah. funny. And I like it. I really enjoyed the segment. We I really enjoyed the match. We I thought Eric. they were going to do something with Rollins, you know, because Rollins and Triple H have that, like, deep history, too, from, yeah. like, the last 10 years. But uh, they're like, all right, we're just going to throw you in a six-man tag match. It's like, all right, cool. We'll see Rollins in action, too. Yeah. I was hoping to see him in singles action, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah, it's funny to see these guys we watched growing up. They're all old heads now. We got Triple H going up to, you know, Gunther. And we got, you know, old, fragile Kurt Angle over here backing out. And uh, Seth Rollins comes out with Montez Ford, Street Profits. Shawn Michaels is back on drugs again. Shawn Michaels is, <laughs> you know, small. I lost my city. smile. Yeah, but uh, it was a good Whoa, dog is just. Like, he has his impeccable mile off as his impetuous. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Dude, why didn't I have fucking Mike Tyson? What's up? Listen, um, this is Mike Tyson. What's up, um. Yeah. Should have had him, bro. He was an honorary member of DX. He was. And he it's was. funny, bro, because fucking, I feel like now that Kurt's retired, he's an honor honorary member of like every fucking group now. Like, remember yeah, when he was shield. doing it with the shield? Yeah. Yeah. Get <laughs> out of here. But yeah, like, just touching on what Eric was saying, dude, it's sad, bro, because we grew up with these guys and they were like, they were the badasses, bro. And now, like, they're going up against Imperium. They're retired. They can't compete. They can't even get touched by, you know, the opposing. You know, they couldn't get touched by Imperium, obviously, because they're not clear to take contact in WWE. So, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how, like, time has gone by. And now these guys are just the, the guys that are coming back for the reunion shows and shit now. But um, that's 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 what, ha what happens. That's life. That's a little deeper conversation than we want to have right now. But the last shit I want to talk about, though, the uh, Miz coming out for a segment. Right. And then Kevin Owens comes out. And no, stuns so. Him. So. But before we, we get into that, um, so before that all happens, we got Lashley cutting a quick little promo saying that he basically, so to hype up the match for after saying that uh, the only reason he lost last time was because of Brock Lesnar. 
spoiler alert, <laughs> Brock Lesnar uh, lost in the title and this and that. And that's pretty much what the promo is all about. It goes into that. Then it also cuts into a Ric Flair announcing Charlotte Flair, where she does a baby face promo. Um, then comes out with Bia, Bianca Belair comes out. Uh, they also get into a promo and then they're shortly interrupted by Sonya Deville who wants a championship shot. Um, she ends up she ends up in a match with Bianca Belair where it's basically just a squash match. I mean, yeah. Sonya Deville, Bianca Belair, we all know who's going to win that match. Uh, so she squashes her. Then she cuts a quick little promo talking about what's going to happen to Alexa Bliss for Royal Rumble. Alexa Bliss starts cutting a promo as well, looking into the mirror. She's t- trying to be terrifying with this whole Bray Wyatt gimmick and persona. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Alexa, shut the fuck up! <laughs> All right, sorry, guys. Anyway, like I was saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so she's trying to be all spiritual and with this whole Bray Wyatt thing, and it's just... I don't know how to feel about this. I I liked Alexa Bliss before this supernatural shit started going on, but I mean, we'll see what happens at the Royal Rumble when it goes off. And then it would be the Miz segment. He tries to come out and do a promo and he gets stunned by Kevin Owens. No shock there. And Kevin Owens. One thing thing I want to (laughs) note about that segment. I thought that this one thing that Kevin Owens said, Kevin Owens said, you've been holding the WWE Championship Uh, hostage for two years and i'm gonna get it back and that right there that gave me chills bro because it's true like we don't see the wwe championship um on you know at raw or smackdown often you know it's whenever roman reigns decides to come to the show and to compete or just to show up um i miss the days dude like brock lesnar yeah pretty much and I, i miss the days where you know you would see the title sometimes get defended on raw or on smackdown um what do you guys think about this He's got that Brock Lesnar contract now that he's big money, big man. You know, he, he shows up when he wants. He, he's got that private jet. He's got that part-time schedule. So I'm I'm really looking forward to getting those belts split. Hopefully Kevin Owens can capitalize. Who knows? But, Let's uh, hope. Let's hope. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens is money on the mic too. Kevin Owens, The Miz. I mean, both of them are awesome. I like that small little segment. I'm getting stunnered. Yeah. Um, so the last thing that I want to talk about is the Bobby Lashley versus uh, Theory match. So let me ask you, Eric, what did you think about that? Um, I loved it. Honestly, Theory's athletic as hell. He can wrestle, same as Bobby Lashley. I honestly was not expecting that ending whatsoever for Brock Lesnar to come out. I thought, you know, him slamming Theory through a table could have... You know, he was going to go pin him in the championship. But lo and behold, you hear Brock Lesnar coming out. And you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> but after looking at it, it's like, an ending I could expect. It's an ending I could look at and be like, oh, that's a WWE ending right there. Like, yeah. I could totally see that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's going to obviously set up a match probably at either the Rumble or, you know, Mania. Something like oh, that. Or you know? elimination. Ch- uh, I think Arlen. Mania, maybe. I would say Mania. That would be a good match. They have it for the U.S. title, though, or something like that. You know? Yeah, maybe. Brock's never even won the U.S. title. He's never even think, won a title. I don't think he like would. I don't think he would want the U.S. title, though. <laughs> Personally, he's like, what is it? Like, go, 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 go
make the standards higher. Hey, tell that to Brock. Oh, part time US. Like, title. I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> Can we just talk about how how beautiful that F five looked when he threw theory on top and just on top of Lashley? Yeah, bro, he picked up serious. Lashley like he was so, a freaking part- flyweight. You literally picked him up like he was 125 pounds. Like Lashley so went right on his shoulders, like it was like he was weighed nothing. I was like, Jesus, this guy's incredibly strong. He's an absolute unit. He's a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, guys, any final thoughts on Raw 30 or anything you know from the past 30 years on Raw? Any last thoughts, comments, concerns? Wrestling for dirtbags and lily pickers. All right, nice. Eric? I think I think like that woman's revolution i wish the only thing i wish is if they would have had more of the women's revolution flashbacks and or you know just that cage match man i wish they would have had that cage match honestly same what about you nathan um like yeah like eric was saying there's there's certain things you could have cut out of raw to make that cage match happen like I mean, the DX thing, you don't have to make it so long. And then, like, yeah. the whole Ric Flair bringing out uh, Charlotte Flair, they could have cut that, too. Like, come on, dude. That, the people want to see that match, that Steel Cage match. Yeah, so, they paid money to see it. Honestly, if you're going to if you're gonna be, yeah, if you're going to promote a match as big as that, don't make it a squash like that. Yeah. You need to see it. Don't yeah. make it that. But, it's simple. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I think the show is great. Just that little thing but yeah. i'd give it a i'd give it a four out of five all right all right i'll take that hey all right guys well that's all we got time for today thanks for watching go follow us on every single just look at any single social media you know app that you have just search us up house call podcast fight pit whatever yeah Check us out on Spotify as well, actually, because we're on there now. So if you, you know, you're driving to work or something, you can listen to our beautiful voices on Spotify now. Oh, one more thing. Go check out our fucking Fight Pit merch. I told you once. I told you twice. And I'll tell you again. Go look at that shit. It's nice. Real nice. But anyways, guys, that's all we got time for today. Next week, or actually later. One thing. One, be- one thing before. One thing before we, we oh, stop. What's up? And if you're not down with that, I got two, two words. words for you. Suck it! Suck it! Suck it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. All right. Peace. Peace. Let's get into something else that's rather insane. Uh, you've been tracking what the Bruins are doing right now? Because oh I Oh, my have. gosh. Obviously, that's, I that's have. Cool.